Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 95, Shredders and Fun Employment. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and and Jessica's Jessica's Day Day of Fun. Fun. Hello. Hi, team. I'm not still writing my notes, that's fine. No, well, I mean, we, we were talking about uh, being slightly late on the call, and you have no reason to apologise because I started writing my notes at three minutes to 11. I was like, oh my god, oh. I'm the winner! I'd already done most of mine, and then I got distracted by exciting things. And I can't even I read most of this. In a minute. I mean, oh, well, I I've. Mean... Oh, whatever, done. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm negotiating technology. I pressed the wrong thing. Okay. You can add people to notes. What does that even mean? So you can share them. I have never managed to get it to sync from anything to anything. If they're syncing, as far as I'm concerned, it's like just it's post-its, but electric. Good. Who, where, where were we? Good. I don't know. I don't think we actually achieved anything. No, we've mainly just been talking about how nobody's prepared. No, you're prepared. I'm prepared. I was mostly prepared. I was slightly... I hadn't finished. Okay, but that's fine. Writing my notes. I mean, I decided to go and make a second breakfast 10 minutes before we were due to record. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I had a hot cross bun for breakfast because of factors. And then I was like, I'm going to have a smoothie. Loves a smoothie. I'm having a smoothie. Try and get some fruit in me. I should, yeah. Oh, I have a bag of sumas that I should consume. Oh, I've got a bag of tang fastics. That is not the same. No, and I don't really go for them. Somebody yeah. made a joke about some Tang Fastics, so I bought them a bag of Tang Fastics and then accidentally took them home with me. After we'd, <laughs> had, we'd had a few each. I like the word Tang Fastics. That's my favourite part. Yeah, and then I had a cherry I mean, one. I can't eat them anyway, but... Oh, okay. I'd maybe go for that. I actually really like cherry-flavoured things. Almost as much as I like grape-flavoured things, but you can't get grape-flavoured things in the UK. No. Why does that... I really love grape... Grape jam, well, jam, not jelly, because jelly is a different thing. Must be jelly, because jam doesn't shake. <laughs> yeah. It's a RuPaul lyric. So, Rosie, what have you been up to since last we spoke? I have literally no idea. I couldn't think of anything, and then I remembered, like, various, lots of things. Well, like... Oh, I remembered another fun thing. Cracky. I did some stand-up on Monday. I mean, my, my memory is basically up to, like, 72 hours and no further. <laughs> Um, I did some stand-up. I've been doing stand-up again. That was fun and good. My main thing is uh, a pigeon got on the tube with me <gasps> and rode the tube sad. one stop. It would have stayed on was the tube. Was it going to Bloomingdale's to buy a hat? Which I assume will be a mistake, as all hats are. Yeah, well, no. I don't know where it was going, because it travelled... There were only two There were only two of us in the carriage and the you pigeon. You and the pigeon? No, there was oh, me, a woman, and the pigeon. Two humans, one pigeon. Um, and then Diametrically we got to, opposed we got to the one <laughs> we got to the next stop and the woman um sort of uh ushed, ushed him off the tra- <gasps> tube so she like blocked the door discrimination and kind of, yeah and i was like you don't know he wants to go to burnt oak he he, wanted, he might want to go all the there's way there's nothing in burnt oak maybe he wanted to go into town yeah like he could have got that to charing cross that is a hate crime yeah he might, she, maybe he was like going to see a show and he missed the overture he had to get the next well, I'm one. sure he left Probably he'd set off early. So he could have got the next tube, but I was like... One tube won't make a Also, difference. I mean, not just this on this whimsical, where is this pigeon going? But like, the pigeon was... It was hilarious to be on a tube with a pigeon. Why would you not want to be on a tube I know, with why a pigeon, would you not lady? Embrace that. that the, I mean, firstly, obviously we both took pictures of the pigeon. Yeah, obviously, like, what if, what if your fellow tube users weren't done taking pictures yet? And then like, I was like, there are people getting on. 
Don't deny them the opportunity to ride the tube with a pigeon. <laughs> pigeons are the best birds purely because pigeon is a really fun word to say. And also they're the best birds because they're such bad birds. <laughs> like, they're these weird <laughs> grey things that live in a city and are disgustingly mangy and they're everywhere, but are kind of hilarious. For the last two weeks, nearly three weeks, I've been unemployed and quite enjoying it. I'm enjoying it even more so because literally five minutes before we were due to record, I got a call giving me like offering me a new job. So that's very nice. Yeah, that is always what makes unemployment good is knowing that it really comes to yeah because it was just getting to that point. Where I was like, I should maybe Pay for food put some effort into also or like re-energize on the job hunt because like it was fine but you know but you've, you've got a mortgage like, various things had come, yeah and various things had come up that had sort of stopped me from doing like the general job search and then he said oh you could no, no i can't do that oh this could happen okay cute. okay right now i'm not doing that yeah so that was fine it's fine it's good so talk to me about your fun employment my fun employment yeah so we've all got this hashtag fun employment because uh, um my company well i used to not say what i did because i much as i'm sure our listeners are all lovely and delightful i don't particularly wish to give out an address for where people could just pitch up and find me on the internet but i don't wait there anymore so it's fine so basically i've spent the last six years working at jersey boys in the west end and uh, we closed so um that is bad luck it's not <laughs> that is bad luck. Not, not because jessica had worked there for six years like stress unrelated <laughs> yeah, to her so, continuing employment there they weren't like yeah we did we did just over nine as a show um so yeah so um it's not not that i had moved on by yourself like there's all of us that were like out of a job so everyone together is embracing the whole what should we do now i don't know i might just might just not do anything for a little bit so hashtag fun employment so everyone's off traveling doing stuff in like at normal people times in the evening the thing about working in theater is that um for some reason, people want to go and watch it at like really antisocial times, like evenings and weekends. Like, yeah. like they think people don't have a life, or whatever. So, um, so that's inconvenient. But I don't have to do that right now. I've been at home. I've cooked dinner in my kitchen and like eaten it at my dining room table, like at dinner time. You watched the only Connect final live on television. I watched the only Connect final. I watched Gardens Wells last week for the first time in like eight years. Even I didn't do that because I was watching The Expendables two. Watching The Expendables two, yeah, yeah. It's great. Jean Claude Van Damme roundhouse kicks a knife straight into a man's heart. Ah, oh, strong work. Kind of wish I'd seen it. I mean, it's on Netflix, right? On Netflix, would recommend hour and a half. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. So basically, I'm just doing that, and I'm doing some life laundry. Um, yeah. Get rid of shred stuff. slash recycle it. Do you need a shredder? Mate, I've got a shredder. It needs emptying because I've shredded stuff into it. And then I'm going to shred some more things. Really good. I did not know that you didn't have to keep credit card statements for six years. I thought you just kept everything and then it's like, no, only annual state, annual bank statements. Yeah. Or longer if you're concerned that you may have had, they may have been missold PPI. <laughs> but I, I am not, I do not have those concerns. Or so, if you bye-bye. think you might get audited for defrauding the tax man. Yes, true. Um, but I don't think you've done that. You're, yeah, if you're like currently under investigation, but I pay my taxes, so I'm fine. Good stuff. Oh, lovely. I love sorting stuff out. And within less than a week after we had all finished working together, we, we had arranged the following the following weekend. The show closed on a Sunday, and then some of us had to do the get out, which means packing. The following Sunday, we had a wardrobe reunion. 
um, and went and had a lovely Sunday, a, a roast a roast dinner at the pub on a Sunday. Did you manage to have something? Which I did. Yeah, the pub we went to did a, did a, a vegan roast dinner. Oh, great. And it's good. It's good. It's an, it's a carrot and parsnip nut roast, and it's oh, a really good... Get out of town. Like, you wouldn't like it. Although, actually, I... It, I don't think you could taste parsnip because parsnip is quite a pervasive flavour. Very and pervasive. Was, maybe you, you would maybe be able to pick up on it, but I didn't think, oh yeah, parsnip. I, I just can thought, taste parsnip at 50 yards. <laughs> I, I assumed you would be, you would just have it. But also they did loads of like pork and roast lamb and stuff. So I'm you'd have had that. I'm more interested obviously. in that, yeah. You'd have, you'd have had the roast pork. So, um, but yeah, it's really good. Because like I've eaten some, some dry nut roasts in my time. It's very dry. And it wasn't at all. It was delicious. Good. It's a tricky thing to get right in that roast. Um, we should also discuss the fact that when uh, Jersey Boys finished, we went to the after party, the leaving do. Yes, we did. And I was your that plus was fun. one. My and plus uh, one. a lot of free drinks, not enough free canapes. I mean, there, there were a lot of free canapes, but a canapé. Um, um, just just yeah. some regretful choices. No, it was really good. I'm going... Back to the back to the veganism. Uh, I'm proud to say that in, in over six years, not once, I've not eaten a single thing. That's not true. I once ate a cherry tomato and then um, discovered that there was cheese at the bottom of the salad that I was eating. One of my friends and I got very, my, my colleagues got very overexcited about the fact there was salads because she couldn't eat wheat and everything was always very wheaty. And I, I obviously didn't have dairy. So I'm like, oh my God, there's salad. Ah, oh, there's cheese in it. She's like, I'll have yours. So uh, yeah, I once ate a cherry tomato. That's the sum total of things that I have consumed at work too. Okay. But oh well. Uh, well, mind you, at the Christmas party, the um, the phrase but from management: we've saved money on food, so we can spend more on drink. Yay! Yeah, I mean priorities in order. Priorities, correct. We went to a, a swanky party. I did it? It was lovely. There was a bowling alley in the in the venue. Yes, there was. I don't know what that venue was. It was kind of labyrinthine in a weird, spacious way. It's yeah, but if you carry on offices, it's a very nice hotel. Apparently. Oh. Like I'm say very nice. I mean, like. Oh. No, thing. you know, if you have to ask how much it is, you can't afford it. Somewhere between ouch and boing. Yeah, it's a very, it was a lovely venue, wasn't it? And and bowling. We sort of set off to do bowling, um, with a, with, a, with our little group, and then discovered that it was like actual proper bowling, and we were going to have to put shoes on and type our names into the computer and think like like bowl, like like you do we bowl. No, thank you. I think I think we're all just slightly imagining skittles, or just hadn't hadn't really even considered. Or like it at all, it's a free for all, and everyone just runs up. Yeah, just oh, who wants to go? Oh, I'll just have it. Oh, oh, this is a natural proper thing. People are like forming teams on. Oh, look a dance floor. Ooh. Yeah, that was good. I went to the Hockney exhibition as well at the Tate Britain. Very nice. At Tate Britain, I didn't have the. Um, with our dad because our mum was poorly and she couldn't go, so I had her ticket, which was exciting because we got to um, confuse people at the desk by having to upgrade my ticket. What with not being a senior citizen. You could be well preserved. I could be very well preserved, but I, I, I like to think. That in daylight I do not pass for over sixty, so I'd say that's fair. There's that. They could have the extra. I was going to say my extra one pound eighty, but but I'll have it. Um, and I can't believe you made so, a retired man shell out. <laughs> hey, I was unemployed. I am, I am unemployed. Leave me alone. That was that was actually a category on the thing, but I didn't I didn't have a, a piece of I didn't have a chitty to to officially say that. Well, I, this is I how I feel. You know, you could you well you could have just used the same ticket. Probably I'm going to flash my freedom pass at them. Stipend, yeah. Oh, well. It was very good. Uh, I liked it. They had a bit at the end where it was all um, stuff that he'd done on iPads and his phone and stuff. Oh, yeah. See, when I they had a Hockney at the Royal Academy a few years ago, and they had a whole room of iPad stuff. They had it set up, so you know, on the app where you can like replay the picture, so you can actually watch it 
watch it being made. That's great. And they had like the finished article printed above, and then you could actually watch it how how it got there. That's really very cool. cool. And they had loads of his old stuff, so they had really early stuff, and then you could see how his style changed that because his initial stuff was quite kind of impressionistic, and like the the people didn't like they would look like humans, but they were humanoid, but they didn't have like detailed faces or anything, and they weren't quite the shape of humans, and it was a bit kind of impressionistic, the wrong word, but like uh, abstract and um, and then imprecise. Imprecise, yeah. Um, Yeah, there we go, nailed it. Like, yeah. You know, blocky. Um, and then they had like a bigger splash and all of that stuff and that kind of era. Did and they then, have that one where the, they can't draw feet? You know, they've got their hands. Feet, so it was, yeah, the Clark, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Clark. So um, her hands are in her pockets and his his feet are in the, in the Chopin carpet because it was the 70s. Um, and those with pencil drawings and stuff and like charcoal studies and stuff. And he's actually a really good just drawer. Yeah. Drawer. Yeah, it's very good. Enjoyed it. Would recommend would go again i wouldn't go again because i've seen it i find the thing about art exhibitions is i'm like yeah i'm gonna go to an art exhibition and i go and then i've been there about five minutes like okay cool i get it i go around very fast i kind of make myself read all the bits yeah because otherwise i'd be in and out in five minutes because i kind of go through and go okay yep i've seen it okay great where's the cafe and gift shop yes i said the cafe and gift shop sir uh there was, there was a bit where there's a guy who's looked about my age maybe actually younger just sitting just staring at one of the pictures. I was like, I've never done that to a picture. I never, I've never like just just sat and stared. I don't care that that much. I mean, to I be brutally a, honest. Do, does art not speak to me, given that I like art and stuff? Okay, I realised when I was about 17 or 18, I used to really like art, and it was always like my subject when I was at school. And I got to AS level, and I freaking hated it. And I realised that what I like is craft. I like making stuff. And I do like drawing and stuff like that, but I'm not so interested in the kind of do this and then develop it and then write an essay on it and then tell me how it made you feel. I like practical things that yeah, fix problems that's not and art. also that's, like um, I like I like creating things. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what sort of like spoiled it for me a bit. I do I just like drawing and I like I like sort of drawing with accuracy and kind of going look this isn't this is an accurate representation of this thing that is in front of me. But um, I I like. Uh, tangible results yeah the only picture that i really like make an effort to always go and see is, is uh, the execution of lady jane gray at the national gallery so she'd always i always pop in and say hello to her if i'm passing hang in there jane hang in there jane dead now of course yeah i've got nothing at, well I, I mean i watched magic mike xxl but i don't think it's really <laughs> worth much comment <laughs> probably the less said the better yeah i found i've i've probably yeah i've watched quite a lot of Rubbish, probably. Oh, I Zombies back. I Zombies and, back. Oh my god, I Zombies back and Julie's green room, which is the best thing ever. Yeah, because we mentioned it at the end of last week's show, and then I don't think you'd watched the first episode yet, or maybe you had. No, I don't think you had. No, I think I was about to watch it, like it had just been released. But it is incredible. Um, it's a perfect Saturday morning show. She and Natalie Baldwin just... sing an amazing song about acting. Julie, Jules. It's a really good patter song. It's on Netflix. Our favorite character is Fizz. Check it out. Fizz is adorable. I feel a real affinity with Fizz and Hugo the Duck. I really liked it when Riley schooled Spike on his attitudes towards gender normative um, activities. Yes, because he said that ballet wasn't for boys. They said ballet was for girls, yeah. That's, I mean, that's not Spike's fault. That's just, you know, the world he's that he's five. experienced it. And he was, um, and he was like instantly like, oh no, I, I was wrong. Ballet is really cool. Ballet is for everyone. And not just girls and boys, everyone in between, Riley. And also everyone who like like limited 
limited by physical ability that because yeah, Hank could do it and he's in Hank, Hank was sad because he thought that he couldn't do any ballet. Everyone oh, went, yeah, we're doing ballet and ran off the stage. And Hank just sat there and I said, oh, to an empty living room. I just went, uh-oh. <laughs> and then I had to take two because I was like, this has just happened. <laughs> but then it's all right because Julie, Julie explains that there's plenty he can do of ballet in his wheelchair. Yes. And then he does yes. it. And then Fizz wears a tutu. Fizz wears a tutu. And then she falls over. Of course she does. And then Hank and Spike and Hugo do a, do a ballet at the end to entertain everyone that they've made up by themselves of their own volition. It's just great. I love it so much. <laughs> it's got really cute puppets in it. Oh, oh my god. It's the greatest. Yeah, iZombie's back and it's great. And the second episode Sorry, the episode is I said I watched yesterday was, was fantastic. I think it's one of the best. Yeah, because they really got back to the um, procedural. Yeah, because the first episode they had to sort of mop up from the season finale of the previous season, and this one yeah. they they did properly like the procedural stuff, and it went really well, and it was really good. They they had sort of things mixed in a little bit from the previous episode, and um, a quite good kind of flashback motif. Yeah, running through without spoilers. Obviously, this is quite tricky, but there was also a lot of humour related to the procedural uh, aspect of the episode. And I liked it. I thought it was good. Jessica, what's your song? My song this week is Who Loves You by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Because okay. why the hell not? And you can finally listen to it recreationally. I can finally listen to it recreationally. I probably won't for a while, but I yeah. could if I wanted to. I mean, I always could if I wanted to, but I definitely wasn't going to. Yeah. But that's uh, that's my favourite song from the oeuvre. And I was going to say from the show. Actually, it is my favourite song from the show. Not just because it meant that I could go home. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that would be a strong reason. Because because at the point at which I was allowed to leave, I didn't always hear it uh, because it plays right at the very end. So it was I, I was less saturated. I don't need to hear Oh, What a Night for a while. Except it's unfortunately part of the old mental jukebox now. Let's do a late review. Bam, ba, da, 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 da. Late review. Jessica, you suggested this one, so... I suggested this one. This uh, episode's late review is Austin Land, which came out in 2013. 13. 13. Thank you. Usually I write the date next to it, and I did not today. Uh, Starring Kerry Russell and uh, Jennifer Coolidge and Jane Seymour and um, JJ Field. Who can't spell his own name. Yes. Field, F-E-I-L-D. Yeah, weird. Filed. Maybe he's JJ Filed. I don't know. Anyway, um, and Brett McKenzie and various other people. Uh, and it is uh, the story of a woman uh, who comes from America to go to, she's obsessed with Jane Austen and she uh, decides to spend her life savings on a trip to a um, an Austen experience sort of residential holiday type thing. I don't know how you'd explain the scenario and setup, but anyway, she comes over and... Uh, to I guess they're somewhere near Bath one would assume somewhere in the English countryside uh, in an old uh, Georgian house and they all dress up in appropriate outfits and um, muck about in the countryside really mm-hmm. I watched it so Rosie watched this last night yep. I watched this about three months ago so I'm slightly trying to remember everything that happened maybe I should have revisited but um, I really enjoyed it so I recommended it in fact Austin Land is what made me think of the concept of late review so we have okay. to thank for it Okay. Um, I hate this film. Oh, did you? Yes. Interesting. Um, now, uh, 
we are a very light-hearted and positive podcast, and often when we're reviewing things, even if I haven't been like that wild about it, apart from Suicide Squad, which I'm happy to tell you is terrible, <laughs> um, I'm always like, oh yeah, I mean, like it's fine, yeah, it's good. I really hated this film. It was so oh. poorly put together. It really annoyed me so much, and I think that's why oh, it bugged me so much. Was there is such a great story in this premise, and I found it yes. really weirdly and sort of slapdashly done. It felt like they'd maybe written the script in an afternoon, which is <laughs> I mean, bad because it's had. been adapted for, by from the book by the woman who wrote the book. But, oh, um, awkward. Okay, so they didn't. So they didn't. But um, K- Carrie Russell um, plays the main character, Jane Hayes, um, uh, and she goes to stay at Austinland. And it just felt like the ideas hadn't been properly developed because there were only three guests staying there and then there were loads of actors or there were some actors playing the parts and they were all meant to have a sort of Jane Austen experience and have a bit of a kind of scripted romance. But there were only three guests and there were loads of actors and like there are loads of staff people and I thought it would be so much better if it was there are lots more people on the holiday and it was more like kind of like there were 20 people and you only concentrated on a couple of them because I found that very weird and artificial that's that's fair I think the implication from the from a point of view of having so like such an unbalanced ratio of staff to um guests I think the idea is that uh Jane has paid paid a lot of money to be there and she has like the cheapest possible package yeah so I think like it's not unrealistic that I mean it's completely unrealistic, but it, it's not so outlandish that they would have so, like so few people, such high expense. Um, but uh, to run the thing. And there's a there's a whole thing. I mean, it's important to the plot of kind of not knowing who's an actor and which bits they say are acted and which bits they say are real. Yeah. But um, I found that they kind of I don't think even the film knew for quite a lot of the time, like right. what was what and who was what. Also, so it's got Brett McKenzie in it, and I have only just watched Flight of the Concords. <laughs> and there were like, this is this why I recommended it to you. Which I, so, I, and I obviously love him, although my favourite member of Flight of the Concords is Murray Hewitt, present. <laughs> um, and so there's like, Brett is one of the romantic intrigues. And like, there's a bit where they kind of have a montage of them on a date, and they're on a, they're on a boat, and he starts playing the pan pipes. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, but this is just like Flight of the Concords. This is weird. And there are all these like weird bits he does. And he's he's in a different film to everyone else. I think that's why I enjoyed it, because it's so stupid. He's playing the pump. I'd forgotten about the pump. There are some bits which are really silly, because it's a film about people going to a Jane Austen holiday Yeah, there are bits where it's absolutely... And then there are he other bits where it's not... And it's trying, and it's... It doesn't know it's that ridiculous. and Or like it's pre- trying not... And yeah... It just didn't work for me at all. I just, I really wanted to go in and be like, no, oh, you've got to tighten this bit up and put yeah. this in. And like, there was a whole thing with one of the other women there is, um, it's implied she's been before, but then she's, it's kind of like, you, does your character like this? Like, you've adopted a character. Did they like the, the, the other member of the staff or do you? Like, it was very, I found it deeply unsatisfying the, on that. Effect. The younger, I can't remember her name. She was in Amelia, um, Amelia Hartwright. She's played by Georgia King. Yeah. Um, Georgia King, thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, and she's in love with Ricky Whittle from All the Eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, do, doing a very dubious... Jamaican accent. Jamaican and, accent, which I can't remember. Did he drop that at the end of the film? Yeah, and like, there's also a whole thing about how they it's insisted that they should always remain in Regency sort of conversation and costume, and you're not allowed anything. And then he turns up in, like, like the shirt that's, like, slashed to the navel. And there's all about how, like, even ladies wouldn't even... You know, ladies and men wouldn't even touch until they were married. And then at one point, Carrie Russell's character is like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna zhuzh it up a bit and just goes around sort of like touching everybody, <laughs> even though she's meant to be somebody who loves Jane Austen. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, you I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. And right, how spoiler heavy are we going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we should just dive straight in with the spoilers. Like this is the nature of late review. It's been out for a long time. If you want to watch it, pause it or skip ahead a yeah, little bit, and, and then, then we'll, but you yeah, can come so back to it. But skip ahead a few minutes. But um, so I actually quite liked the twist because as it kind of went on. Um, there's an element of not knowing quite who you're supposed to be rooting for as a romantic lead or not knowing who you wanted her to end up with. And I felt like they kind of got out. I wasn't, I wasn't mad with their, um, uh, deployment of a sort of, not quite a bait and switch, but there's, there's a twist of, of, it's not a huge dimensions of minor proportions. And, um, the person who you had initially assumed she would end up with in, in like, in the, like the classic Hollywood, Oh, it's fine because this guy's here and he's he's going to kind of subvert the yeah the the norm. Turned out to be the subversion. So Brett uh, McKenzie is there as um, playing a guy called Martin, who is sort of the the footman of the coach that picks them up. And you assume that he's not an actor; he's just a member of staff. Um, in the way that you know in Disneyland, everyone is a cast member, but he is a vet. It's like, is he a vet or is he just looks after the animals? No one re- I had no, no idea what his job was supposed to be, which in hindsight actually makes sense because he was an actor, so it didn't matter. Look, there's a bit where he claims to birth a foal, but actually it turns out it he's turns out it was, fake. It was, yeah. But it didn't really work because at the time I was like, what? This is really weird. You can't birth a foal yeah, that quickly. Yeah, like, so he, he like, like, a bit like you're there to look after the animals, but you also do kind of general stuff around the place and is the thing going to be like, you're kind of you're wasted here. But Yeah, and that's I what I thought it, it was going to be, then, but... Like, like it, it felt like a weird comedy sketch, but it wasn't. They didn't act like it was one because yeah. he suddenly is like, "This is so beautiful. A horse has been born." <laughs> so JJ J. Fields plays this very kind of stuffy Mr. Darcy type character who is is one of the actors, and then it turns out he's just sort of there because his aunt is Jane Seymour who runs the place, and she's awful. Um, like everyone accepts that. That's and there's also this weird plot line that her husband is low-key sexually assaulting the guests. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. But then that kind of, that's sort of dealt with, I mean, never in like a prosecution based way, which is what should possibly have happened. Yeah, um, and... But that's, that's kind of at the end, uh, that's, they, they, Jane uses that to. Right. And also what they're clearly doing is they're trying advantage. to set things up. So Martin is, um, basically Wickham and JJ yeah. F- and Hen- Henry Nobly, played by JJ Field, is meant also to be. Also his Darcy. name is Nobly. Yeah, I know. Which is difficult for everyone to pronounce because it sounds like it should be nobly. Or nobly. nobly. Or nobly. Like a nobly ice cream. <laughs> you can't be like, hello, my name is Henry Nobly Bobbly. <laughs> oh, yes, and the Chichester Nobly Bobblies. Um, <laughs> Who are your people? We don't know you. Uh, and and so, he, so Mr. Nobly Bobbly is there. And like, it felt like maybe they were trying to do, like, um, not a spoof, but to properly mirror what would be the Austin conventions 
and then I thought they were going to undermine that by like you think she's going to she sort of have there's like especially the first one of the first things she says to Nobbly Bobbly is first impressions uh, she used the phrase first impressions which is of course the original yeah. title of Pride and Prejudice and I was like oh, oh what, are you gonna, yes. what are you going to play with and then actually it just felt like all the time it was like who do you want her to get together with at this point who is meant to be undermining whose expectations yes, it's sort of chopped and changed throughout the film and then right at the end it's like I actually I don't know who I want her to get together with and and it, it resolved itself. And I wasn't angry with the way it had resolved itself. I thought it sort of dealt with the issue properly. Or yeah. not properly, but like satisfactorily. Um, it turned, you kind of feel like at the, at beginning, at the beginning, uh, Henry, Henry Nobly had been kind of standoffish and, and grumpy in a sort of Mr. Darcy way. And you kind of assume he's acting. Actually, he's not really an actor. He's just miserable because his wife's left him. And he, he'd just been asked to sort of fill in for a bit. Um, by his aunt until uh, Ricky Whittle's character could turn up because he'd been off field shooting an advert, an advert for something. Or at the very end, you discover that actually Brett McKenzie's character Martin is is an actor and is kind of an arsehole. Um, and but he's funny with it, so I wasn't annoyed. as like, oh, okay, that's fine. That solves that problem. That gets you out of the way. I just think there's a really good film in this premise, and this film is not it. Right, you're just you're you're angry that they didn't do. It. That's I'm really job. angry that I wasn't allowed to do it better. <laughs> that you weren't asked. You said, oh, I really enjoyed this film, you should watch it. And then you <laughs> did a late review and I said, I hate this film and I've now spent <laughs> like 15 minutes persuading you why this film is sh- shocking. But I hate this film. I don't know. I, I kind of, all, all of your points actually agree with, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And would, to be honest, I would watch it again. There were, I mean, and, and Jennifer Coolidge is in it, having a... And being her, Jennifer Coolidge. Being Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, I... To which I applaud you, madam. I don't know if the woman can act because I've never seen her try. And so that's not an insult because she's that's always... Just, I've never seen her try, but also I have... Okay, Sophie and Two Broke Girls, questionable. Um, but um, I just, yeah, yeah, can't can't dislike her. That bit, like, her character kind of fit would fit in the platonic ideal of this film still. Uh, but the rest of it, not so much. And also, like, why would you cast Brett McKenzie as a mean person when he is clearly... Jermaine stopped bullying Brett about being from New Zealand. <laughs> he used to be bullying, but he Which got makes over. no sense. They're all from New Zealand. <laughs> but like, why? Like, I mean, unless I the point is to, that he's meant well, to be so little. That's, and... that's why it works because you assume that he's supposed to be the like. You, maybe it makes it. You don't see it coming, which I didn't see it coming. As it got to the end, it's like, what's what's happening here? What, yeah. How are they, they going to deal with this? I don't really understand because obviously something is afoot. I sort of feel like you're like less inclined towards him, and then and then oh. You're an idiot. I, I, so he, because he'd been in um, old, oldie timey dress for the entire thing, and then turns up at the airport with like, um, with like a leather jacket over his shoulder and like a thumb ring and like a choker, and it's like, okay, oh, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you. <laughs> okay, so um, I thought um, on a ratings basis, I was going for like two and a half thumbs. Okay, but like because no, know, knowing that it's cheesy and silly, like it's not silly. Like let's just make it very clear people this is not citizen kane what th- what fingers and thumbs do you want to provide because i'm going to give it a pinky okay so i i think then it will be like two thumbs plus rosie's pinky and like half a pointer okay that seems fair yeah Ooh, late review i'm gonna do a song now rosie what's your song my song is carol brown by flight of the concords um just <laughs> just to bring it bring it back to bread uh Brit. I mean, I could have gone for one of them. This is one of their more sensible songs. It sounds a bit like the best yeah. band Sebastian song never written. Uh, <laughs> but I've been listening to the album of the second season songs a lot. And I mean, ideally, my, my current favorite is probably I Told You I Was Freaky. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> I love Flight of the Concords. Yeah, so they've been a real bonus to my life. But um, Carol Brown, which is like 50 ways to leave your lover, but it's the way that 50 w- women have left Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> Snacks! Ooh, snack of the week. Why do all of my jingles sound like peacock dreams? Mm, peacock dreams. Uh, so my snack of the week is salted caramel peanut butter milkshake. I've written smoothie here because you need Hot smoothie. Hot damn. So that. I went to Miss Cupcake on Friday uh, because I was in town. I had to go to town at short notice and I didn't need to be there for very long. So I was like, I'm going to make good and efficient use of this like travel card. Um, I'm going to Brixton. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I went to Miss Cupcake and I got, I also hadn't had any lunches. So I got a sandwich. I got a chicken salad sandwich. Chicken, in inverted commas. It's not as good as their BLT, but it was pretty damn tasty. And also a salted caramel pecan cookie, um, which was delicious. But, but the main event was, which I got on a whim, was um, the salted caramel peanut butter milkshake. And I had whipped cream on it. And I nearly lost my damn mind. It was so good. Could you post so good. one to me? I don't know how well they travel, but um, yeah. Uh, and I had to, they said, like, there's going to be a little bit of a wait. I was like, no, no, that's fine. And then um, one arrived and was like, there's a chocolate peanut butter one. And neither I nor the girl sitting next to me had ordered that. And I'm like, oh, well, this is for the people who've just left. There's something's gone wrong here. So we've got confused. So I was, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll have that. Like, I will, I couldn't say what flavour I wanted. I'll drink anything. Then she was like, are you sure? Because Bruno will drink it. It's his favourite. So I said, Bruno, who works there, do you want a, do you want a milkshake? Mm-hmm. It was like, we'll make you a new one. So Bruno had that one. And I had the, I had the pocket one. And I nearly, like, I was waiting at the side door. They have little tables outside. So then as I walked back round, when, when I when it arrived, I walked back round past the front door and I nearly ran back in and went, oh, my God, guys, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so worth the wait. Um, but I didn't because, you know, I don't. I wasn't going to. But um, it was delicious and I enjoyed it immensely. So everyone go to Brixton, get yourself an amazing vegan milkshake. Okay. Mine's hot cross buns. I love hot cross buns. I tried to buy some the other day, but... Um, I have to pick and choose supermarkets carefully for who puts butter in the hot cross buns. Or not butter. Some of them like proudly proclaim it's like the mince pies all over again. In recent years, this has become a thing. It's like all butter mince pies. Like, nope. I don't want that. I want like bog standard, just no butter mince paste, just normal, just no butter mince pies. But now everyone does it. You have to like search out the right shop. Morrison's for mince pies. Sainsbury's for hot cross buns. It turns out. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. I solved my pattern problem. I found a shawl pattern. It's called Rheinlast. And it's got the same kind of lace as the, um, you know, those kind of mermaid socks I made that had like the yes. things, the, the, I know, the very wavy ones. ones. Um, it's kind of like that pattern. And it is meant to remind you of the gentle waves of the Rhine, except I've done mine in kind of whatever that color is. Pinky, orangey. I've been down the Rhine. Um, I went on a, on a boat. Not a steamer. Because it was just a, just, a just a, like a small, like a tiny ferry, like, okay. like, like, a, like boat. a larger version of the things you, like a boat. But um, we yeah, we we had we got ice creams. We went downstairs. They had like a, a restaurant downstairs. It was on school's trip, and we had um we had ice creams. Okay. And we we looked at all the all the castles. Okay, but like, was, was it the color of that wool? No. What, what color is your wool? You know that wool I got in so- Pearl Soho. You know. Yes. But you're going to have to remind me. You know the colour I have on everything that's like the colour of my phone case and my old iPad cover. It's like corally, corally, coral. coral. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was kind of the colour of like river water, water, if I'm honest. 
<laughs> you know that kind of kind of brownie river water. Poo grey. Poo grey. Yeah. Like the Thames, probably slightly cleaner than the Thames. Let's be fair. <laughs> Yes, so I've cast on and I've done a bit of, I've done a couple of repeats of the lace pattern on the Rheinlast shawl, um, but I haven't been knitting that much recently. No, I haven't, obviously. Because of what's, what's new there? Even shredding paper instead. I've been too busy shredding paper, just shredding. Um, and then to, on guitar today, yep. I'm going to bake a similar cake. Very nice. I will not. Well, that's fair. Because then if we're all together... How many similar cakes do we really need? Yeah, because I also want to make hot cross buns, but that's kind of our parents' job. Well, yeah. usually our mum does it. I will it, find then... a different Easter snack to make then. Okay, I'm making mini egg nests as well. Okay, I will not make mini egg nests. But you're not going to be able to eat them, so... make something else. One, one of my friends has put on her Instagram story of her and her mum making flowers yesterday. So maybe I'll make flowers. Yes, What's they it? made them as a technical challenge on Bake Off once. Hey, I thought that sounded familiar. Flowers. But given that she is Greek Cypriot, they did them properly. Oh, yeah. Like, they'd made them before and they knew what they were and they were, like, traditional. So they're probably better. Um, so maybe I could make those. I don't know. I'll have a think. I'll Pinterest it. I'll let you all know how it pans out. Okay. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Not much, except the news that Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are going to host a crafting competition on NBC. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. Um, as ever, I tend to forget that we have this segment until we get to it, so who knows? I, I, I have done very little. Well, I finally watched the clip. We mentioned it last time, but um, Julia has now started on Sesame Street, and I watched the clip of her being yes, introduced. Yes, she and... has. Of her being introduced, and Big Bird thinks that she doesn't like him. But no, she's just Julia being Julia. Uh, so I cried. Um, yeah. I was on the film programme on Radio 4. Yes, you were. Talking about Nora Ephron, which you can get the podcast of. Oh, I saw an amazing gif of a man with a duck. Yes, that was good. I won't I won't tell you what happens, because spoiler alert. There was a duck. Oh, Estonian police are planning to have teddy bears as part of their equipment in case there are children at incidents they attend. That's yeah. nice of them. Apparently that that's like a done thing that lots of people do anyway. So. That's so good. I'll tell you what though, Hallmark has revealed all of its new Christmas movies. Oh yeah, that is good. Okay, bye. Bye, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, listeners. Everybody. Have a nice two, two weeks. Yeah. Bye-bye, listeners. Thank you for coming. Bye, listeners. Oh, that's Kimmy Schmidt. Bye, victims. Okay, victims. Bye. Okay, thank, thank you, victims. Bye, bye, victims. Kimmy's back in like three weeks. Oh, thank Sorry. God. I'm sick of this cruel Kimmy-less world. Yay! To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.